0: Hello and welcome to another Be Your Own Loud podcast. I am Matt Halloran, your host. The whole idea of the show is very simple. To meet unbelievable people who've risen above the noise and truly become their own loud. And Kelly is that guy. I mean, it's really hard to even pigeonhole him because you can't. He's a renaissance man. I mean, he's an unbelievable husband, father, speaker, business person, life coach, salon owner author i mean there's all sorts of stuff that we're going to be able to cover today but the major major focus is having an optimistic attitude and really having the sort of focus that you need to be able to be excellent at all of those things be your own loud For those of you who are watching this or listening to this as a podcast, you guys are totally missing. He's in this throne surrounded by his his new book and this boombox that he was just telling me about, which is just awesome. I can't wait. I'm so going to buy one of those. They have a Biggie Smalls version of that, and I'm I'm freaking in. Kelly, I'm super excited about interviewing you, and I always start off with the same question, which is, how did you get to being you, man? <laughs>
1: I think there's three major components And my parents gave them to me right off the bat. It was uh, one since the, uh, since the time I can remember, they would wake me up. My mom would wake me up with a little scratch on my back. And I always liked it real soft. I wasn't the hard scratcher guy. I wasn't the massaging guy. She would just scratch my back soft and she would wake me up and she would say, you're awesome. Ugh. And then as she would tell me that I was awesome, then she would tell me that I was beautiful. And then she would tell me after that, that I could do anything that I put my mind to. And with those three things, they gave me wings. Where we weren't rich in money, we were rich in opportunity because she gave me wings through telling me I was awesome, telling me I was beautiful, and telling me that I could as long as I uh, locked in and wanted to be the best uh, that I could possibly be, not comparing myself to anybody else.
0: When did you find out what to lock in on though, man? I mean, it, it seems like you've had a had a direction, but that direction turned into like this amazing tree of opportunities and different things that are out there. When did you lock in on what you've locked in on? Or how, let me rephrase the question How many things have you locked in on? <laughs> and then how did you end up being where you are?
1: Well, a uh, big shout out to uh, Dr. Eric Compton. I called him one day and I said, Man, you are, you have the Midas touch because he opened a business and within the first week it profited, which is unbelievable. No one does this. The first week he, profited, like in the first week. And I called him, you have the golden touch. He said, no, Kelly, I just keep touching. I've yeah. failed at more things than I've succeeded at. And I just continue to do it. But I've got a, a thought process. Again, that goes back to my, my parents, both my mom, my mom passed away about two and a half years ago. My dad is still uh, alive and with me and call me every morning. And he tells me this, he says, you're the greatest. And then he waits. And then he says, so act accordingly. They pushed me into this. And so uh, as far as the when I found it, I, I, I don't really think that I have. I mean, I never knew I wanted to do hair until my dad bought dog clippers and we cut hair in a double wide mobile home. I never knew I wanted to speak until my boss at the time was booked and they didn't have anyone else. So they sent me. And I taught hair, but I didn't know that I wanted to speak as far as motivationally. But I spoke about the principles that my parents gave me, and people were like, "Wow, I'd like you to come back." And then I never knew that. Uh, yeah, I never knew about the podcasting side. And then I did it, and I was like, "Man, <laughs> I love this. I want to go." I think that no matter what, I, I think my 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 wife said like this: to be a hundred percent in every single thing that you do at the particular time balance does not exist. I don't believe balance. I don't talk about balance. I don't believe in it. I think it's garbage. Balance is something truly balanced. Something you take a water bottle, truly balance it. 50% is on this side. 50% is on this side. That's an F in both. So family and work. If you're balancing, you're failing in both. I say, turn the water bottle upside down and be exactly where you are at the particular time and magic will happen.
0: How do you see the other opportunity. So some of those, it sounds like you were kind of thrust into them and and you did what I think a lot of people don't do, which is, in fact, you've got this on one of your shirts, by the way, I was checking out your swag earlier, which is lemonade, right? I mean, you know, uh, you, know you you make lemonades out of lemon, right? But, but you, you've done that consistently. Do you find that just leaving yourself open to the opportunities is where it goes? Or do you just see where the wind takes you and, and you navigate accordingly.
1: Well, I, I think that it's about, I was just talking with Dr. Jeff Spencer this morning and he's the performance coach for, he was a performance coach for Lance Armstrong and for for Tiger Woods and many other people. He started by pedaling the bike one time. Justin Breen, one of the best in PR, started by writing one letter, not a full letter, but just one letter on the page. And I think that when you, when you do that, you prepare yourself for, sometimes impacts that you don't know that are coming. And for me, I've had an unbelievably optimistic side as far as if somebody told me, me and my brother are two different people. My brother's a, one of the top attorneys in Vegas. He's an analytical guy. If you took both of us and you said, Superman's outside and we both ran out, my brother, if when we went out and Superman's not there, my brother would be like, you liar. And I would be like, he left. but i think that again it goes back to my parents of telling me that i was awesome that i was beautiful and that i could do anything and then that way when things come our way then i take i was a bruce lee fan growing up and he said be like water water doesn't react water takes the time and and if you can take the time really i mean anything like the biggest pile of dookie in your life that you step in could be the greatest fertilizer for the seeds that you didn't even know were there but th- that's all good and well when, when you're talking theory, but I'm saying like, okay, can I tell you a story quick? Yeah. Okay. I wake up now. My business got, my first business got robbed five times in the first five years, five major robberies, smash the windows open everything. So this was the fourth robbery. It's at two o'clock in the morning. I jump in my car, I drive across town about 25 minutes. I get there and I deal with the people until four o'clock in the morning. You can imagine, I'm, I'm pretty pissed. I'm You know, my business just got broke into and I'm speeding home. Well, I'm driving in a car that a guy that looks like me should not be driving. And when you are, you gain attention, yeah. okay? So... But I'm don't I don't think this way. I just think that I look like every other normal person. So I'm driving about 85, 95 miles an hour on the way home. There's lights in the back of me. My brother's an attorney. I think I'm gonna get off anyway. I'm good. But and then I think I'm gonna appeal to this guy's he's gonna be fine because my business got robbed. He rolls up, he says all the stuff. I say my business got robbed. He said, Thank you so much. Here's your ticket. And he walks away. And I was pissed. Matt, I was so pissed. And then what God said to me, He said, You had the opportunity to get robbed tonight because you have a business. Oh. And it was just a shift in perspective because he, and what he told me, he said, Kelly, I could take away the business if you want, but if you had no business, you didn't have the opportunity to get robbed. So get excited about the robbery and that will be a story. And that story will be worth more than that uh, window getting broken
0: how do you teach people that perspective? People hire you for this, right? I mean, you've got this amazing life coaching program. You got the book that's sitting there. I mean, you've got all of this collateral to support this. How do you take somebody from not being able to see and not being able to be gracious uh, and have that gratitude right in front of them and and, and shining the light so they see it? I think the first thing uh, right off the bat
1: is most people never hear
0: that they're perfectly, wonderfully
1: made. This is, a, this is a thing that my parents told me all the time from, again, I'm getting goosebumps when I say it because it's just fresh that my mom passed away. It's, I mean, it's only two and a half years. She was a young lady. She was 62 years old and she went and uh, we were at Wrigley. I sent her a text. We have my family going to Wrigley. We were there. We had got some business there. And the next morning I got a call at three o'clock in the morning and it was my brother frantic saying my mother had passed. But what she always told me was that I was perfectly, wonderfully made. In the image of God, anything contrary to that was a lie. And from this day forward, only uh, accept truth what I want the world to know and I what I want every person to know out there is when we get around people, right? Everyone's telling us we need to fix ourselves. I heard a guy today say, how can I 10X? And I was like, you can 10X by like, writing the first letter, by pedaling the first revolution of the bike. You're not going to 10X from, from nothing. I think the groundwork is letting someone know that they're awesome, that they're beautiful, that they can, and that they're perfectly wonderfully made. And if they needed to be someplace else, then God would have them in that place. And that's when magic starts to happen. When when you hear about Michael Jordan, right? You hear about uh, LeBron James or Steph Curry, my favorite. He says down, and it comes to me. I don't chase it. What I help people to do is I help them to slow down, sit in, and realize that they're uniquely made, that they're perfectly made. There's nothing wrong with them, all right with them. And even the fact that I can't read well, Matt, is an attribute. Even the fact that I fall asleep when I read is an attribute. Even the fact that I didn't go to college is an attribute. It's a part of who I am. The fact that I'm wearing a pinky ring that I should not be wearing, why? Because I just wanted to wear one because my wife bought it for me for my 10th anniversary – that's awesome. The fact that I have a boom box here, a bump box, actually, it's because it's who I am authentically. And I want people to realize that you're perfectly wonderfully made. You do not need to be fixed. And if you have people around you that tell you, you need to be fixed, you need to get them out of your life and start believing truth, understand and know that you're the greatest.
0: So act accordingly. They can't be just a light switch, man. I mean, you have like a process to help people. I mean, that's <laughs> heavy shit you just said there, dude. And and if people just gave themselves that permission, I mean, wow, holy Cremole. Let me tell you this, Matt,
1: right? right, Okay. Think of this. When, when you're broke and you have nothing, you're simple, right? Everything's simple. When, mm-hmm. I w- when we were broke growing up and we had to scrounge, I remember scrounging together 75 cents to be able to go to Taco Bell and there was 19 cent hard shell tacos, 29 cent soft shell tacos. Me and my brother walked, me and my three bro- or two brothers walked almost a mile this is one of those grandpa stories walked almost a mile to be able to get this while my mom was working 16 hours and my parents were split up and we were living in a one-bedroom apartment with four people at the time my dad moved in it was five but this was before those times were simple we were riding bikes we couldn't afford anything and we did whatever when you're on the bottom you're simple when you're on the top you're simple If you hang out with billionaires, which I've got friends who are billionaires, i got friends who are multimillionaires, i got friends who are millionaires, whatever it is, and they fly in these orbits. They're very simple. They like to ride bikes. I'm just about to go to PLH. Shout out to that. PLH, peace, love, and happiness. It's a motorcycle ride. It's just a bunch of guys with a bicycle that has a a motor on it. (laughs) And we all get together, and we're all nine-year-olds. We make fun of each other, hang out, and it just so happens that they fly in the highest orbits in the whole entire world. Bottom, simple. Top, simple. Middle, stay out of it. Because the middle is where everyone's striving, everyone's chasing, everyone wants to watch the, the car, the house, and they're all scratching and trying to do it. The people at the top are staying away from those people because they see them from a mile away. The people at the bottom have been sold a bag of good that you need to go through the middle. No, because once you go through the middle and you get all this wealth, what do you do? You end up being simple anyway. My, nine, my nine-year-old best friend the other day, we used to ride bikes when we were nine. Now, I wouldn't say that we're Elon Musk or anything like that, but we we have lifestyles where we can, on a Friday afternoon, we could do what we want. Mm-hmm. And you know what we did, Matt?
0: We rode bikes.
1: <laughs> Stay
0: out of the middle. Somebody really wise told me in, in my past that everybody's fighting for the crumbs under the table and nobody realizes that they actually have a seat at the table, right? And when I realized that I could sit at the table, but that's a, that's a level of permission, right? And that goes to everything that you were just talking about. You have to give yourself permission to realize that you're perfect the way that you are. That's permission, right? Somebody can't tell you that even though that you do, and you do it very well, but they've got to embody that, right? I mean, they've got to listen to your words and think that it is the truth. And luckily your truth is quite on display. And I believe that it's wonderful that you are so open with all of the things that have happened with you and where you are and where you've gotten and how willing you are to share. You know, the Japanese have a principle called Kaizen, right? Uh, continuous gradual improvement. And when I was a, when I, when I did coaching, people would always say that 10 X crap to me, Matt, you can help me 10 X. No, I'm going to help you take a first step to the mountain. So let's talk about what that means. Right. And so all of a sudden they're like, well, wait a second. If I want to go climb a mountain, I go to REI, I buy all the equipment. I get the, I hire the Sherpa, I get all that stuff, but your brain is already thinking that you're climbing the mountain. And that's not the point. The point is, is taking one step toward the mountain. And you had a number of times. Now, here's the thing that I have to ask you because the huge smile that you have on your face, the positive energy that's happened. First off, we're going to have links to all of this stuff for everybody, the social media links so that, you know, you can follow Kelly. You just literally have to type in his name and he's everywhere. But, but there have been times where it's been bad for you, right? How do you, look at that. You said it really well. Like you might just step in a big pile of poop and that could be the fertilizer that you need. But when you step in the poop, you're not thinking about the fertilizer. You're just like, damn it, I stepped in the poop. So talk to us about what do you do after you realize that something has gone poorly or you had a really bad time to get yourself to that alternate perspective? Well, I don't let the smooth taste fool you, right? Don't let the smile fool you.
1: My brother just died yesterday. Oh. So I want to tell you that most people, uh, I have people shut off my channel because they say, you know, you're smiling too much. You're way too positive. I ain't that positive. I got real stuff happening in my life. So let me tell you the real stuff. Two and a half years ago, my mom passed away. Then uh, within a couple of months, her dad passed away. My uncle passed away. My aunt passed away after that. My, nother, uh, my other aunt passed away. My other aunt passed away after that. We've had multiple of these things. All my businesses shut down. I My business went from three point eight million $3.85 million a year to zero in one day. I mean, we had all these things happen, right? When I get done with the podcast today, I'm going to go pick up my kids. We're going to hang out. We're doing Fun Friday because it's Fun Friday. And then tomorrow we fly out to Salt Lake City because you know, we're gonna be with our family and, you know, and, and be able to not mourn his death, celebrate his life. Yeah. That's what we're gonna do. When the world shuts down, maybe I was supposed to start a podcast. When your mom dies, maybe her body wasn't in the greatest place and she needs to be in a better place. When you lose your job, maybe you needed a new one. When your boyfriend broke up with you, probably all your friends didn't tell you that you didn't need to be with them in the first place. All these things, when you can shrug it, and realize that there's a larger plan for you. Every single one of you there is not one mistake out there, not one. There is no person out there that's made too many mistakes that you can't start over today. You can start over today and it just takes that one side of saying like it's it's literally that like on a day to day to day basis. I mean, let me tell you this. My dad doesn't like me talking about this, but I'm going to talk about it. My dad amazing man, a couple years ago, got diagnosed with prostate cancer. He got diagnosed with prostate cancer three months before my mom died. So my dad gets hit with cancer. Then my mom dies three months later. And then three days ago, I find out that my dad is in the advanced stages of cancer. And then my brother dies yesterday. But I know there's a plan. And see, watch this, the lemonade, most people don't deconstruct lemonade and understand what it is. And lemonade is the lemons are the circumstances, they're nasty, sour, whatever it is. There's only two more ingredients, sugar, which is your attitude, and water, which is the flow in your life. If you can add sugar, that sugar, that sweetness, and that sweetness is just you. It's not you trying to be anything. It's just you sitting in. And I'll tell you a three way thing to, that, that hit me. I was in church one time, I was uh, you know praising. And when I praise, I like to praise like this. And I was praising and we were we were singing and doing the whole nine, I was like this. And then God said to me, put your hands on your head. So I put my hands on my head. And then he's like, put your hands behind your back. And I put my hands behind my back. And by the time I was done with the song, then I, I, I was my hands behind my back. And I was like, why is that? And then he translated it to me. He said, number one, son, to go anywhere, to do anything, first of all, you got to surrender. First of all, you got to surrender to who you are and what my purpose is for you. Secondly, when you put your hands on your head, that's what a cop tells you to do because he wants to search your person to see if you have anything that will harm you or him. And then he said, hands behind your back, which allows me to take you into custody. And if you allow my purpose for your life to take you into custody, that's when things will really happen. And that's the message that I want to have for every single person out there. Mm. the, the lemonade in this, right. When he told me that the lemonade is someone heard it and said, oh my gosh, that could be a prison ministry. And you know where I got a chance to go speak at the only supermax prison in the country. And I got to tell inmates, you already have the recipe for success because all of you have had to do this, this, and this, but you did it to an authority, do it to the authority of your purpose. Mm.
0: Bang, bang, biggity bang. How do you do it? I mean, how, how do you, how do you navigate? I mean, dude, everything you just said, but they're in, people are just seeing the tip of the iceberg and all of the other stuff that you do and help people with. And how do you do it?
1: You go 100, wherever you're at, you go 100. I'm here right now. I am not a dad right now. I'm not a husband right now. I'm not a brother who just lost a brother right now. I'm a guy who made a commitment to you for these 30 minutes and I'm going to give you every single thing that I got. Mm. And when I walk away, Matt, I love you, but I'm not going to be thinking about you because I'm turning into dad. Yeah. And then when I'm dad, I'm fun Friday. We're going to no uh, no budget at the candy shop. We're doing that. And then when I walk into this funeral, right? And so this was the this was the message, man. When my grandma died, she died at 75 years old, and everybody, like I was, you know, I got the phone call. Everyone thinks like, okay, the first thing. And as a hairdresser at the time, I said. This is easy because I wear black. I can go and I walked in my closet and I went to look at all the black and then I went to turn around and I saw this white suit that I had bought and I loved the white suit made me feel amazing. But I was like, I can't wear the white suit. And God said, Wear the white suit. I said, I can't go wear the white suit, God, because when you go to a funeral, what do you? Why do you wear black? Because of mourning. He said, No, I want you to wear the white suit because I want you to go in celebration of your grandma's life, not mourning her death. And when I went, all of my Mexican family was all wearing black and wondering why this Yahoo was wearing a white suit. And you know what I got to do? I got to tell them a story. And when I told them a story, we started talking about all the great things about my grandma and a perspective changed. And when you change your perspective, the vantage point from which you see it, you can change your perception, which is the way in which you receive it. But you can't change the way you receive it unless you change the way you look at it. And I could tell you this, Dookie, from this angle, looks different from Dookie, from that angle. Take a couple steps to the left, everything will look a little bit different. You'll never change your circumstances, but you could change the way that you look at it. And when that happens and you start making lemonade, and I'm going to make lemonade. When I'm going to Salt Lake uh, tomorrow, I'm going to make lemonade. I'm coming in and I'm bringing light. I ain't going in bringing morning. Right. I'm not doing that because that's not what any of those people need and not any people in the world right now need. And I'm not saying that, oh, you know, if you think positive, everything will be positive. No, Your circumstances are still going to be your circumstances, but I can tell you all my businesses shutting down was the greatest thing in the world, the greatest thing in the world, because I got to do what I'm actually like, it accelerated what my purpose is. And my purpose, you know what it is, is to speak life into people. And that's what I get
0: to do now. If somebody wants to hear that, what is the best way for them to hear that from you? Right now, what do you think? So, if putting you on the spot is it? Is it the book that you have? Is it the podcast? Is it your? Uh, you, you have a, a whole university. What What is the best way right now? Do you think that our listeners, if they're gonna they're gonna plug into you, what where where should they go?
1: I would go to the. I mean, go to the website, and you could choose. There's gonna be people who read paper books, right? That's that person. That's gonna be great. It's a, a easy read. It's 117 pages, and literally, like any challenge, any goal that you have outside of the six indicator, you, there's nothing. Like I've sat with every single person, high level, low level, middle level, whatever it is, and every one of them I could pick out. Like you could give me a challenge right now and I'll tell you that's indicator number two, number three, number two, one, whatever it is. It's not a system that is gonna cure all your challenges, but the people who read books, read the book. The people who like a little bit of inspiration in the morning, watch the Instagram. The podcast though, the podcast is fire because these people are completely disarmed And we're not talking about their wheelhouse. We're talking about who they truly are. One of the guys, one of my friends, he has a business that did $775 million a year. And he's on, he's on the uh, way to to a billion dollars a year. Matt, tell me what he does. Tell me what his business is.
0: I I don't know what his business is.
1: He owns Sport Clips. (laughs) Really? And so what I want you to realize is that there's people out there. And if you met Gordon, I mean, Gordon Logan is an absolute amazing human being who does what he's purposed to do. And guess what? He gets rewarded for it. Get the cool thing on the podcast is that my only ask is that every one of these iconic people give my kids advice and they have to use their names. I'm getting all this and all my kids are going to grow up knowing that superheroes aren't different type of people. Billionaires aren't different type of people. They're simply people with phenomenal attitudes and great work ethic. And then they drop wisdom on them, which you're going to do
0: when you come on the podcast. <laughs> oh, looking forward to that, man. All right. I want to rewind just a little bit and not just rewind, but remind because we say all the time on the podcast, That marketing has fundamentally changed. You have to market to your ideal prospect and the media they prefer while they're there with organic content. And that's exactly what Kelly just said. If you love books, he's got books. If you love podcasts, he's got podcasts. If you like a university educational setting, guess what? He's got that too. He's also got all sorts of crazy, unbelievable videos, right? That are just like, you get sucked in so fast. And if you truly want to rise above the noise and be grown loud, you have to remember that you have to be firing on all of those cylinders. When you're doing your video, do it 100%. When you're sitting in front of a client, be 100% present. People don't get that 100% that Kelly was talking about. And you aren't giving that 100%. As much as you should. And if you do, you're going to rise above unbelievable levels of noise. People are going to seek you out to hear you because you are doing what they want, which is that beautiful level of focus. All right. You've got the podcast. You said 107 have dropped. You got 120 in the can. We're going to make sure that we have links to all of those in the show notes. My last question to you is this, and it's maybe you've already answered this, but what is your favorite thing right now? Like within the last 30 days, I want this to be a physical thing. What what was one of the physical things in the last 30 days? You're like, man, I wish I, this is like the, this is the coolest thing ever. It's called the Carlsbad Bentley. I live in Carlsbad, and when, people, when I
1: tell people this, they're, I'm like, have you seen my Carlsbad Bentley? They're like, you are such a jerk, because nobody with a Bentley is, is flexing on anybody. You know what I mean? And they all look at me, and they're like, why are you such a jerk? You're talking about this. But understand, the Carlsbad Bentley is a matte green, brown seat, bicycle, that cost fifty bucks, and I took the the uh, beach cruiser bars, and I wanted ape hangers, but I didn't want to buy them, so I took them out to the uh, curb. I took a sledgehammer, put it on the uh, put it on the curb, and beat them to become the ape hangers that I wanted. And I ride that fifty dollar bike to the beach every single day, and I get to sit and I realize the things that I did early on that were so simple that got me in touch with who I was are the things that I ultimately want to do when I get to do what I want to do. So I'm focusing on helping people to eliminate the middle.
0: If there's anybody who can do it, it's you, brother. And I thank you so, so much for your time. Thank you for giving um, um, 100%. This has been... So much fun. My, my phone has been blowing up. People are like, dude, who is this guy's freaking amazing. So I just can't thank you enough for the opportunity. I look forward to being on your show, man. Uh, please make sure that you guys, everybody check out the show notes. Uh, we're also going to have links uh, after the live stream goes published to make sure that you have access to everything that Kelly has. Kelly, thanks for being on the show, brother. I love you, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. What you're doing is phenomenal. Thank you for listening to Be Your Own Loud, where we reverse engineer success to help you accelerate your influence and break free from the torment of sales. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to our podcast, share with others in your company or profession, follow us on social media. This podcast is brought to you by Proudmouth, the influence accelerators. Visit us at proudmouth.com and join our Influence Accelerator Academy for free to enhance your marketing mindset and know-how.